All right. Let's What see. is up, everyone? And All welcome right. to another episode at the Ronnie Asani Show. Joining me today is the great Sandra Irving. Um, Sandra, just a bit of an introduction about yourself. Uh, Sandra is passionate about transformation, data, human potential, growth and change. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, your mission is to enable entrepreneurial excellence through unconventional learning. Mm -hmm. I love that line. Thank you. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, over the last seven years, working in change and transformation, along with you know, experience in organization development, Sandra brings a unique outlook on how to sustainably achieve optimal performance for organizations. Uh, you also work as a coach or have worked, not quite sure, uh, project manager and a trusted advisor, which is pretty awesome. Um, you're focusing on two main things right now. Uh, your job in the entourage with Jack um, as an entrepreneurial development manager. Um, and so pretty much everyone in Australia and beyond knows about the entourage, but you guys work with six, seven, and eight-figure business owners and entrepreneurs to, scale, to help them scale their business to the next level. Um, you are also working on uh, your startup or new, new business, which is called Network Well, um, which is an Australian-owned wellness provider business that improves the well-being of individuals through the Journey to Wellness online program. Amazing stuff. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. I'm glad so, to be here. Sorry, that was a very long story. No, it's fine. Yeah. You, you encompassed much of what I do and I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm grateful for this opportunity to share and showcase what we do at The Entourage and at Network Well. Amazing. What is up, everyone? This is Ronnie, your host of The Ronnie Asanya Show. My number one goal in this show is to bring you some of the most amazing and accomplished individuals in the business world to share with you some real, raw, and authentic business insights. We sit down and talk in a casual setting, nothing too serious, yet we unpack some of the most incredible ideas, concepts, and best practices. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Oh, and don't forget to share the love. Like, share, and subscribe. Gracias, amigos. Thank you for coming here. Welcome. And... Um, I guess for for anyone who's watching, maybe, and we discussed this before, we can go over two main uh, topics today. The first one is the mind of the entrepreneur and addressing it from like the interpersonal and personal development, which is something you're super uh, passionate about. And um, you were sharing with me earlier that your view of what an entrepreneur is, is to constantly work on themselves to develop themselves and better themselves uh, and help others through the journey of their self-improvement. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other part of the episode, we can kind of go over some of the not so much soft skills, but hard skills of, you know, what entrepreneurs need, need to, 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 to have and work on to help scale the business. Um, so, yeah. Sounds good. Where would you like to start with? Um, where would we like to start? Wow, thank you for the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, what's left to say? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so for me, I, I'm, I'm happy to start with um, what's personally um, been 
interesting for me through yeah. my experience and that's just been learning about and being open-minded to um, understanding our own experience yeah. as, as individuals and people. And um, so really um, over the last, you know, however many years um, I've been alive, yeah. <laughs> I won't give away too much. <laughs> over the last two, however many years of being alive, yeah. I've, I've uh, pursued, um, I've pursued, becoming the best version of myself yep. um a journey of rediscovery is what i call it i like that learning and unlearning behaviors that enable me to become a better person and and w I w that brings the question of what's a good mm. better person and yep. a better person for me is someone living out my divine truth and yep. what's my divine truth that my divine truth is what's intrinsically mm. internal for me and yep. what, what's true for me yeah um so for me if, so again for me it's been about living that journey on my yep. on, on for myself and um the reason why i do this is because i want to be able to work with people yeah in a way that inspires them for mm. them to become a better version for themselves and yeah so that's that's why i've done what i've done throughout my life that's why yep. i surround myself with people like the entourage and jack delosa mm. because being able to have a value-centered contribution in mm. this world is something that motivates me Yep. And so I work on being able to, the data, you mentioned yep. being able to discover the research and the data of the specific mm. circumstances that enabled me to have a conversation with someone, not just based on my opinion, but based on validity of this research done by people who have insight into different areas of life. And yep. so that's what I'm here, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to share the research and the insights mm. and the wisdom of 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 professors and of people before us who have who have discovered and uncovered ways of of working in a world where we can impact each other positively yep and and uh, increase the levels of happiness in the world <laughs> i love it yeah um just quickly can sure. i please ask you to move a little bit that way so you can show so the can camera a little bit yeah uh yeah i mean that's cool yeah perfect so sure. um that's that's really interesting and a great way to sort of go over why you know you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's super awesome. My question is: Was there you know some for some people there's there's a ticking point or there's an event or there's something that happened in their lives that was just like you know they hit a switch. Sure. But for some people, it's just um, you know they're born curious about a lot of things, so it's a gradual. Mm -hmm. um, sort of journey or process where you know the more they uncover things the more they get interested into the topic and the more they get involved and whatnot mm -hmm. for you was there a specific moment that made you flip a switch okay or was it just a gradual sort of um love for what you you just mentioned yeah for me good question good question Thank you. um <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> For me, it was a bit of both, a yep. natural progression of curiosity um, yep. in understanding who I am yep. and um, a series of events throughout my life that have encouraged me to pursue that curiosity. Yeah. So it was almost a bit of both, yep. um, if I may say. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, some, some, some being... 
living throughout my life, it's been a journey of wanting to uncover why mm-hmm. things are the way they are and being yeah. really curious about why things are the way they are and why they work and asking the philosophical questions about life. Yeah. And so... What's the purpose? What's <laughs> the re- <laughs> yeah, What's the meaning of Who life? Am <laughs> Who am I? Having these existential crises, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so... And so Throughout that process and throughout those questions, um, yep. they've led me to lots of different understandings and yep. lots of different insights as mm. to as to why things are the way they are and yep. and why people perceive things to be the way they are and different mm. perspectives and just and just not taking them as truth but mm. understanding them as to be as a perspective. Yeah. Um. And so, I think. Um, that for me, it's been a series of events, and and I, I know there's going to be more events in my life. They're going to keep encouraging me to keep pursuing different areas of 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 life, and so that's that's what it's been for me. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm always fascinated by how people got to where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was it was more external things, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, or whether it was internal. Um, woke up one day and. You know, have you read the the book uh, Power of Now? Yes, I have. Okay, uh, the author um, Eckhart. Um, what's his first name? His his the way to say his name is is a, it's a bit uh, Eckhart Tolle. Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. There you are. Tolle, yeah. So, I I read the book a couple of times. Actually, read it one time and I listened to it a couple of times. Okay. Um, and he was describing how he came about in his journey and how he started understanding um, everything from what the ego is and, you know, and mindfulness and all that stuff. And it was like one night he just, he he was super down, things were not going well in his life and all that stuff. And he woke up with this bliss so it was like something changed in that morning. Like he just stopped thinking for quite a bit. Okay. And he just sort of like let it go. But anyway, going back to my point, like he's just an example. And then you have people like David Goggins, who are, I, I tune into. I'm not sure if you know who he is, but um, he, you know, he's someone who's who had a very, very tough sort of um, upbringing um he was overweight and you know he turned his life so much um he he joined the marines and now he's like and he started going into the marathons ultra marathons mm. and um you know running for days and days and days he broke yeah. a lot of records including pull-ups like he's the world's uh, you know highest record for amount of pull-ups in a day i think it was like four thousand three thousand something, 3, 000, something my like goodness. that something crazy that's a lot of a <laughs> lot know? of pull-ups yeah <laughs> um well i mean now that you mentioned now that you mentioned the things that you know experiences that have motivated people to seek mm. you know their per, their own personal development there are definitely like i mentioned some events mm. in my life that have encouraged me to pursue yeah um to pursue um being a better version of myself yeah. And you know, have I've have close relationships with mental health yep. in my life. Yeah. Um, suicide. Yeah. Um, psychosis. Yeah. Uh, alcoholism. Yep. Drug addiction. Yeah. Physical violence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, stress, anxiety. Yeah. Uh, low self esteem. Like, there's so yep. many things that I could mention that I've 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 had to work through as yep. a person. Yeah. Yeah. That has enabled me to 
to seek yep. ways of not just psychological safety, but ways of living in joy and yep. love and happiness. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> well, that's why you're here, for me to ask you. <laughs> All right. So I guess you, you touched on um, before we started mm. this whole thing of an on, the, the, the journey of an entrepreneur is to better themselves. Mm. And I do agree with that. I think that is something that maybe not a lot of people see that way. Okay. May not disagree with, but they may not see that way. Mm. And I think it's a very fresh and interesting perspective that viewing yourself as an entrepreneur is not just like coming up with the next great idea that's going to change the world, mm-hmm. uh, coming up with the next Airbnb or the next Facebook or the next X, Y, and Z. It's also who are you as a person yeah. and how are you improving yourself as an individual in mm-hmm. the community that, that you're in um, and by as a byproduct of being a better person, the organization, the business that you run has better impact on other people. Is that what Definitely, yeah. yeah. A business will never outgrow its founder. You know, if if you're flourishing as a person and as an individual and, and living through your own purpose and your own mission, then your business entails, will, will mm. organically grow in that direction. Yeah. I've seen it, you know, firsthand at the Entourage. You know, we work with entrepreneurs on building their entrepreneurial mindset and and how they show up in the world because Mm. that trickles down into the business and into the culture. And so my background, as you touched on earlier, is in learning and development and and leadership. And Mm. so for me, understanding the capability of the individuals in an organisation impacts what they do in the world. Mm. And so if you've got a founder, you know, if you've got a triangle and, you know, you imagine a, a, an organisation yep. and the, the point of the of the triangle is the founder and the entrepreneur, yep. this entrepreneur then spreads ex- all of their all of their energy, mm. for, for, for so to speak, all of their energy throughout the whole business. And so yep. what that triangle does, and we, we have these triangles popping up in the world and, mm. and building out different kind of elements of how we work. Together. Economically, yeah, yep. for sure, together. And so... Um, for an entrepreneur, it's moving the world forward through entrepreneurship. You know, mm. the the microphone, the headset, the cup, <laughs> the table, the, the chair. You know, Jack Delosa says himself, the things that we are experiencing in this world have been come to fruition because of entrepreneurship. Mm. And so it wouldn't be the case if we didn't have people out there who are doing what they're doing yep. in a way to provide for the economy. Mm. And if the if the entrepreneur is providing to the economy in a narcissistic way or an Mm. egotistical way or an arrogant way, then unfortunately the experience that we have in society becomes tainted Mm. by, by, um, by, by the diludedness of, of happiness and joy. So we just uh, have to consider how our impact Mm. affects not just the people that we work with, but also our economy and society. I think the market also decides. And when I say the market, it's not just customers buying a product. So if you make a product that with selfishness, and when I say selfishness, I'm talking about uh, like not selfishness as like a bunch of friends sitting in, you know, I want to go to the restaurant that I like. I'm talking about being self-centered as an entrepreneur or as an organization, not really 
going into and trying to understand what your customer really wants, mm. right? Okay. So if you develop your business and your products and 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 what you sell with with the lack of like deep understanding of what they want, that will materialize, yep. um, and the market is gonna is gonna let you know. Yep. And the way of doing that is by not buying your product. But when I say the market is also your employees, so how you, you know, uh, or your team or whoever who works with you, yeah. um, every single person involved in the process, if if they do not like you or look up to you or respect you, obviously that impacts the whole thing. So going back to what you were saying, it's, 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 um, that triangle, you being in the, the entrepreneur at the top and cascading down everything from vision, mission, you know, trust, energy, everything. Mm. It's it it it's a it's a ripple effect on pretty much everything, even investors, everyone. Yeah. I like what you're saying about the two elements of mm. of how the entrepreneurship journey impacts everyone. You know, the first thing that you touched on was the vision, mission and values of the mm. organisation. So in the entourage and at the entourage, we have a workshop around what is the vision for the, mm. the organisation. And there are specific types of things that we need to consider when building a vision. Yeah. You know, who are we showing up and, sh- and, and, and servicing? Who yeah. are they? Mm. Who, are they people? Are they entrepreneurs? Mm. Who are they? And so, so it's it's about you know the vision, mission, and values of the organization. And yep. then you've also got the um, the second piece, which is product to market fit. You know, yep. are we positioning the product to a specific type of person? Mm. You know, are we are we are we focusing on perhaps people who have stress, anxiety, and depression? Mm. Are we working with that type of person? Mm. And if we are, what's the what's the problem that we need to be able to address with them? Is it self esteem? Yep. Is it happiness? Yep. Is it joy? Is yep. it you know so. The two things that you just mentioned, I really yeah. like that because they are instrumental in making a, an effective impact on the world yeah. in, in, in a positive way. Yeah. When we talk about the entrepreneurial mindset and the mindset of an entrepreneur, how do we like dissect that? And if we were to go to pick the most, for the lack of a better term, perfect entrepreneur, mm-hmm. or the most experienced or the most optimized entrepreneur's mind interesting what are the things that we'll find inside that mind (laughs) i would i would i would uh reference a book the seven habits of highly effective people by franklin covey yeah and i would say that to be an effective person um an entrepreneur um to have um the characteristics of the seven principles of the seven habits mm. of highly effective people would be great. Mm. It'd be amazing. If we yeah. could all master the seven habits of, of highly effective people, it would be phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if we were to specifically focus on just the mindset of an entrepreneur, I'd say you'd, you'd look for a growth mindset, someone who's looking to, to excel and grow mm. um, uh, an open mindset. Um, I'd say you'd look for openness I'd say you look for curiosity. Yeah. So I'm just going to kind yeah. of spitball some characteristics of here yeah, of, yeah, of, yeah. of things that I I see we'll in, in successful them. entrepreneurs, yeah. and yeah. happy to happy to elaborate on any of them. Yeah. Um, and I'd say compassion. Yeah. 
And that's not to say you can't be an entrepreneur without mastering any of these characteristics. I'm sure there's there's loads of entrepreneurs who've mastered these characteristics. This is just my perspective mm. and, and what I've seen for, for, of successful entrepreneurs. I'd say uh, clarity. Mm. I'd say... Uh, ration, uh, rationale. 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 Yeah. I'd say resilience. One of the big ones. Which we all needed. <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't go a day. So we've in, got. I'm in life without me needing resilience, honestly. Sometimes it's just can get real tough. Life can Life can get curveballs and. Covid's and vids, the vids, the vids, <laughs> the vids. <laughs> so yeah, definitely think that resilience. If I was to say what would be the number one, the number one characteristics Trait. or yeah. trait of a successful entrepreneur, it would say resilience for sure. Yeah. Mental, emotional, and physical toughness. Yeah, being able to withstand adversity and and to pursue the meaningful contribution through adversity for sure. I wish there was almost like a term that can combine. I do agree with you. I, th- I wish there was a term that can combine. And maybe there is. I just don't know. It. Make one up. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just there, but I don't know. Uh, resilience plus being um, quick on your feet to adapt uh-huh. and go about things in a different way. Yeah. So like being responsive, being... Um, you know, open to other routes or ways of doing things combined with... Because resilience to me is super important. Yeah. But it's more about... When I think about resilience, it's like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm able to deal and, 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 and live with and withstand and digest the circumstances that are happening around my life whether it's in in work or whatever and 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 deal with them but it's to me it doesn't really tap into the adaptability yeah adaptability i think that's a perfect word adaptability for sure yeah yeah for sure i know exactly what you're talking about not trying to be philosophical or anything but (laughs) i know exactly what you're saying adaptability yeah Yeah. that's a great word to encompass Mm. the a a characteristic of a successful entrepreneur being Mm. able to adapt with the times not just being resilient like you're saying in the face of adversity but being able to adapt Mm. to to new to new environments and Mm. new circumstances you know life is forever changing if we Mm. if we if we want to get scientific and yeah. we want to talk yeah. about how often things change, it's constant. Mm. Change is constant. Change is the only one, only thing that's constant. Yeah. It's is one of exactly. the only things I should say yeah. that's constant. And um, so being able to adapt mm. in, super in, in super important. And this is actually a leadership quality mm. and an entrepreneur is a leader. Mm. And so when we talk about uh, leadership, you know, one of one of the biggest one of the biggest things in leadership actually drawing on my experience with leadership consulting is adaptability mm. and how to be able to navigate through those challenging times in a mm. way that allows people to, to 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 come on board and to 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 bring on people onto to your mission yeah yep. So yeah that's that's great thank you uh so growth is is uh, Growth mindset is um, very critical. And this is one of the 
trace i definitely see a major parallel and connection between working on self-improvement as an entrepreneur and the direct impact of th those improvements on your business and the and um the entrepreneurial journey that you're in because to me growth is all about it starts with knowing and thinking that anything is possible okay. so it's like removing all these barriers yeah. that you set in your mind right the limiting beliefs yeah <laughs> sure. growth that is like the foundation to me uh, when it when you talk about growth it's it's is this possible that's the first question and if it is okay then how do we how do we go there yeah and s most of the time people struggle at the first question which is is it possible mm -hmm. because of the limiting self-beliefs and i think a major part of self-improvement or self-development is getting rid of all the limiting self-beliefs yeah. about yourself yeah and so if that's a habit in you to destroy self-beliefs about yourself about others about the world whatever that is also going to be part of how you operate as an entrepreneur entrepreneur in your business yeah for sure you people reach glass ceilings mm. in when they stop working on the constructs of their own self mm. we all have a self-construct we've all worked out you know we've through nature and nurture, through our genetics and through our upbringing and through our experience, um, we've developed who we are. Yep. So Sandra Irving is this person who's who's been um, not manipulated but moulded, I should mm. say, yep. moulded in a way to become a certain person. And there comes a time in our lives where we need to take responsibility and accountability for who we've become mm. and say, is this who I want to be? Mm. Is this Sandra Irving? Is this who I want to be? And yep. is this person or this this, this self-construct that I've developed over time going to get me to where I want to go? Mm. And so we may have a we may have a goal or a direction or we may not. Mm. And we may have a goal or direction where we want to go and we and we work out um that we're not and and for lack of better not good enough mm. to get us there and that's okay. Mm. We we can be uh, not good enough to get us there, but we're not good. It's not to say that we don't have the potential to be able mm. to get us there. We can get there. We have that within us. We just have to unlearn the things we've learned, mm. the bad habits, mm. the drinking, the smoking, the oversleeping, the overeating, the gossiping, the, the social media for countless hours, mm. the Netflix and chill, you know, the, the, the certain habits that we give have. everything away except Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's certain things that we've done that, <clears throat> uh, not that it's not good enough and you can't be happy living that lifestyle. Yes, you can. But if you have an internal desire to mm. want to do something in life and these are the, the, the character, the, the behaviours that you're exhibiting, then how are you going to be able to develop to what you, where you want to go? Yep. You know, we have to understand that to be able to live a certain lifestyle means we have to behave in certain ways. Mm. And and for us to, to accept ourselves, mm. we have to say, I'm I'm accepting who I am. Mm. I'm accepting who I am for, who, for, for the characteristics and behaviours that I exhibit. Yep. And complete acceptance of self is amazing. Mm. And, and then moving forward to progress to a specific goal is you know amazing as well and yeah. some people can be happy with where they're at and that's great 
but some people can also want to progress and move forward into a different direction to achieve more from mm. themselves. So each day, each day, keep moving, keep chipping away at it. Yeah. And it may be just something small. It may be just mm. something sm- drinking, you know, you know, the eight glasses of water that we need to, that we have to drink. And why do we have to drink it? Because we're made up of 80% of water. So science has proven to us that the reason we drink water is because our body composition is made up of mostly of water. So to feel good and to have a specific level of, of, uh, I'd say vibration. Vibe, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you for the word. I was, I wasn't <laughs> gotcha. sure if I could share that type of, <laughs> oh, go for it. great. But yeah, yeah, so we have, well, we'll start doing telepathy as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, we could talk about entangled particles, but I don't know if we'll get out of here in the next 15 minutes. Um, yeah. So our body has a specific composition and, mm. And we have different vibrations from different frequencies of of what we consume. And whether that's, you know, um, water, like I was saying, water has a specific frequency and it it puts us in balance. And so, you know, to bring it back to the the optimal reason of why, it's because we're wanting to progress forward and and feel good Mm. um, within ourselves and feel at that different vibrational level. Yeah. That was quite deep. I know. Um, we went, <laughs> you opened up the can of worms. <laughs> I'm happy to any time. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to do another episode uh, yeah. one time. Talk about other things because it sounds like we've got plenty of things to talk about. So the second one that you mentioned that I really like is openness. What is openness to you and how do you rank it in the, the things or the traits that you need to have? And what is the impact of having openness as an individual or an entrepreneur Mm. in your environment? Yeah. Um, I'm going to reference a book. Uh, Michael A. Singer, The Surrender Experiment. Michael A. Singer is a phenomenal person. He's a professor engineer, Mm -hmm. um, professor at a university in engineering. And he he meditated for most of his life – and the decision for meditation for most of his life was because he wanted solitude and peace in, you know, the monkey mind, the chatter. He wanted mm. just complete peace. And so he did this for many years and he his, his prophecy was to surrender to the unfolding of life. Mm. And I found that so profound because when I learnt from Mark Eisinger through his, his two books um, – yep. Um, the untethered soul and the surrender experiment. What I learned from him was to be open to the experience of life, right? Mm. And so it's interesting because I think it's 18, don't quote me on this because I'm not sure if it's the right number, but I think it's 18 million years ago or 18 billion years ago, uh, excuse me, 18 billion years ago, the world was created. Okay, so this is what science is either 13 or 18. It's definitely more than 2,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's about 13 or 18 billion years ago the world yep. was created. And so we, we all know we're created from stardust, right? Our body composition is of, of specific chemicals that were created from the combustion of stars. So we are essentially stardust. And so what it brings us to is this world was created before we were even here. Mm. So for us as individuals... How much control do we have over the circumstances in our life? Mm. Little to none. <laughs> mm. We have influence on the choices we make in those circumstances yeah. and we have influences on the choices of our experience and the way we experience life. Mm. But life was created so long before we were even around, yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. just be open to and enjoy the experience of what's unfolding for you because it's, it's magnificent. It's been yeah. created for us. And so... 
for us to be able to to get upset over you know something that happens in our environment it's just it's mm. just it's just a, it's just us choosing to be upset over that yep. it's our perception is to be upset over that yeah uh, we could we could like you said what kevin hart does bring it back to our friend mm. kev yeah you know just find the find the the positive in it because it's there and it mm. won't go anywhere it will change eventually because mm. everything's impermanent it's always going to change. Things always are going to change. But who are you doing any good by being upset over it? Yeah. No one. You won't do yourself no any good of it. You won't do your friends any good with it. You won't do your family any good for it. So make the decision to say, okay, I know that this is going to change. It's mm. impermanent. I want to make the choice to be open to the experience and just yep. to allow it to unfold because what may come from it may be something that we didn't even expect mm. it to be. You know, we may not have an expectation of what's going to come to fruition from this circumstance. Mm. But then a week or two later, you're like, oh my goodness, if that didn't happen, this wouldn't have happened. How magnificent. So, you know, it's like, come, show me, show me, show me more of the things that I need to be open to, you know, bring it on. I want to see what it is. And so the thing that I like to, the thing that I actually like to do in these certain circumstances, and that's, this is another thing that ties into openness is... If something comes up and I feel some uh, resistance, yep. let's say, to mm. the experience, it's like, oh, interesting. Okay, so what is it about what the, my self-construct mm. that is finding that re- the resistance to that? Where is it in my beliefs? Where is it in my perception that has aversion to, mm. what, to what this experience is? It's like, oh, okay, I understand. I don't like the smell of tea. I'm mm. just making it up. I love tea, but yep. <laughs> I don't like the smell of tea. Why don't I like the smell of tea? Ah, oh, because one time I had tea and I smelt that smell and it hurt in whatever it was, right? Yep. Because I clung or had aversion to that specific scent. It's mm. a sense, the experience, right? Yep. And so being open to things and acknowledging, okay, what is it in my self-construct that's having aversion to that? For me, it's allowing it to unfold and it stops suffering. Mm. You know, it stops our suffering. For us as individuals, life is just a series of suffer- suffering. It's just constant suffering, yep. you know, and we, ch- we have the choice of how much suffering we can have. Yep. So being open to these experiences allows us to, to alleviate the suffering mm. And, and then allows us to be able to reframe it in a way that thinks of the circumstance to be a positive gift. Mm. Of, okay, this circumstance is now here for me to be able to alleviate myself from previous belief patterns that cause yep. suffering, if that's, if that's making sense. Yeah, it, it does make a lot okay. of sense. I'm wondering how does that, how do we take that, what mm-hmm. you just described, and apply it to in the business world? Mm-hmm. You as an entrepreneur sure. being open, uh-huh. apart from the personal uh, yep. side, but also like in your day-to-day business activities, yep. being an open person, how does that, what impact does that have on on, on you and your business? Oh, some of the most amazing experiences. I'll come back to Michael A. Singer. Michael A. Singer isn't just someone who meditated for 25 years. He turned into a board seat. Uh, he developed um, a medical device company yep. in the US that yep. became number one and he was on the board of a multi-million dollar business because he surrendered yep. to life. 
And so for me personally, I surrendered to the experience of serving. And mm. so what that means is working for the entourage and working with entrepreneurs to understand what what they're trying to achieve, what their mission is, what their vision is, what their vision and mission is, what they stand for and how they want to get there. So I, uh, I spend most of my time each day with entrepreneurs like yourself and myself, yeah. understanding how their business operates, what they're trying to achieve. And mm. then we work on building out a roadmap to bridge the gap mm. through the entourage. Yeah. So the entourage works with this entrepreneur on achieving the milestones that are going to get them to where they're going. And yeah. so without me being open and hearing yeah. what the entrepreneur was trying to achieve, I would just be projecting my own vision and my own mission onto that person. Right. Right. Because at the end of the day, what that person's trying to achieve is within their own self-construct. It's mm. within their own divine truth. If I didn't surrender to what was what that experience was for them, then I would be owning their experience. Mm. I think openness as well is being open and accepting of others' ideas, suggestions, and ways of going about your business. And so if, if you're someone who, and, and it's kind of hard, if you're an entrepreneur who built everything from the ground and you're starting to hire more people, mm-hmm. you have a very good idea about how to run your business mm-hmm. because you put everything together from day one. It's your baby. Uh-huh. And and so, although an entrepreneur is someone who must have an open mind because, you know, for you to come up with something that is successful, you must be, you must have, you know, sat down one day and said, you know what, mm. I love, I like the status quo, but if we, if the world can, you know, have this product or this business or this service, yeah. so you must have an open mind anyway. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to get at is, Creating something yourself from scratch um, makes you, by default, the person who knows the most about it. And when you know the okay. most about something, a lot of ego is attached to a that. A lot of ego, <laughs> yeah. And, and you're less likely to be open about going about the business uh-huh. in different ways. I understand. So your marketing manager comes up and says, "Hey, you know, we should we should look at you know running this campaign." Or, you know, your creative director comes up and says, mm-hmm. you know, what, 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 you know, we're thinking of doing this ad that way or your, you know, whoever. Yeah. Um, so true. So, and, and I think th- this openness, not just on a personal level, but in the way you, you're able to listen to all the ideas that are around mm-hmm. and, 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 and make the best out of them yeah. is, is super instrumental. 100%. Napoleon Hill, the collective mastermind. That's what mm. you're reminding me of when when I'm hearing you speak about this. You know, just drawing. Did you guys up. hear that? Napoleon oh. Hill. What are you dropping <laughs> all these <laughs> books on us today? How many books <laughs> have you dropped on up. us so far? <laughs> they just come up. <laughs> Every <laughs> question. I'll start with a book. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Napoleon Hill um, wrote a book um, and he utilizes a methodology called the collective mastermind. And so the collective mastermind is the premise of Network Well. So we're a network of well-being professionals who come together to be able to develop a specific way of improving someone's well-being, whether it's individual, whether it's a col- in a collective environment. Yep. And so, you know, having that, that mindset of being open yep. to understanding 
the experience in the room or, or in the world yep. now that technology yep. right yep. in the world yep. um is is amazing because it, it it gives us the power to be able to learn things differently and mm. to, to understand things differently from different perspectives and one of the one of the main things i love about the entourage is that jack delosa's created an organization mm-hmm. where everyone shows up with an open mind and op- a willingness to learn. Mm. You know, we all value education. And so we come on board and we are we have the opportunity to share what we understand and why we see things and then explore and unpack it in a, in yep. a collaborative in- environment. Mm. And so what that does is that attracts entrepreneurs who are who are wanting to show up and learn from people who know best practice because we've done the research and we've found what is best practice to scale a business from six to seven figures or seven to eight figures and beyond. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I think openness now that we've come back to Mm. it is a great thing to have as an entrepreneur. I am a massive fan of uh, Jack and the Entourage and what you guys do. Jack, my man. (laughs) He's great. If you are listening to this episode and you are an entrepreneur – and you want to make it big, contact the entourage. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So clarity is another interesting one. What are your thoughts on that? Clarity. So clarity for me would be um, being able to hold... Uh, okay, so we can, uh, this can take Don't drop another book on <laughs> us. <laughs> I won't drop another book. <laughs> Uh, I won't drop another book, but uh, what I would say is um, there is a practice yep. that brings clarity to mm-hmm. an individual, and that practice is called Vipassana. It's a type of meditation taught by Buddha over mm-hmm. 25 centuries ago. Yep. It is the dissolving of bondages in our energy field. Interesting. Mm. And so we can dive into that a little bit more, but I'll keep it high level. Vipassana? Vipassana. Okay. Vipassana. There is a retreat in the Blue Mountains, which I've I've you done most recently. Yeah. Yeah, and it's absolutely phenomenal. It's it's definitely changed part of who I am for sure. How long was it? Nine days. It was ten days. Ten yeah. days. And you couldn't check your phone. I did check my phone every now and then, but it was only to just check if there was any family emergency. But no, the rules are no checking of the phones. Yep. So sleeping. Let's say assuming you sleep eight hours a day. Or seven hours, like whatever. Yeah. What do you guys do the remaining, like six? What we hours? do the remaining of the day, it was it was honestly nine hours of meditation a day, breakfast, lunch, sleeping, and laying in the sun and walking. And when you're meditating, are you all like doing a group meditation? Or? Yeah, they had a large uh, hall or auditorium, if you will, yeah. where everyone sat in their own places. The places were at least 1.5 metres apart, <laughs> considering COVID. Uh, <laughs> we're not 1.5, are we? <laughs> yeah, I think we may be. Maybe we'll just, just shy, just shy, we'll actually. You it. may be right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so they had uh, places in the in the hall and what we would do was we'd just sit, mm-hmm. cross-legged, yep. with a blanket, yep. for one-hour sittings, nine mm-hmm. times a day. I will lose my mind. <laughs> That's the point. We're supposed to be losing the mind. <laughs> I'll lose it completely. <laughs> it's not coming back. It was challenging for most people. But what what it does on a scientific level is um, energetically we have, um, I should say, you know, we're all built up of particles and atoms, right? Yep. Vibrated specific frequencies. And so... 
what happens when we have a specific uh, reaction to something mm. um, is we can we can either have aversion or um, clinging to it. So we can either cling to something or we could push something away, and that mm. happens at a sensation level, like at a physical physiological level, and so. Um, when that happens, the the actual subatomic particles compound, mm. and I'll bring you back to why this is relevant in a moment yep. of clarity. Sure. But what happens is they compound, right? So in our body, you know, when you have like a piece of tension in your mm. arm, and you're like, oh god, that's all. It's not mm. just the muscle; it's the subatomic particles compounding, mm. right? Because our body is made of muscle, but muscle is just an element mm. of, of science. Yep. us, right? Yep. And so this compound and energy in our body are just sore, etc., and painful and whatnot. And they can be pleasurable too. You can have a, a joyous, like your funny bone mm. is supposed to... No, it's not really. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not. Uh, but so we compound this energy, whether it's for pleasure or pain, aversion or clinging. And what happens is throughout time, we have an experience where we're talking with someone and have, have you ever had a thought just come to your mind and you're like, where does this thought come from? It's because- All the, the time. <laughs> all the time, right? It's because it's actually a re reaction or a response to the compounded energy in our physiolog physiology. Really? So okay. it's always the sensation first. We feel yeah. something first before we think, mm. right? Our mind is just a response to the actual- the the patterns that have been stored in our body so yep. it's like storing memory in our body yep. okay yep. and so i'm sure there's you've heard this in different ways throughout many times throughout your life and yep. so the the whole purpose of vipassana is to be an observer of the sensation so for an hour in meditation what we do is you know the body scan that we went through mm. earlier so remove the white light because that was visualization mm. for us focusing on the actual sensations of your body you Vipassana is where you do a complete body scan and you observe the sensation. So you may find pain, you may and very well will, <laughs> most people yeah. do, very painful sensations in the body. And we train the mind to observe it with no response. So when we go out into the world and we have a conversation with someone who potentially, let's just say it could be someone who's hurt your feelings before. Okay, it could be someone who's hurt your feelings before, and told you, have, you no good. Yeah, they said something that hurt you. Okay, mm. and for whatever reason it was, you had a bad experience with that person. When you see that person again, you're going to have a sensation that is of it's a gross, painful sensation, and then the thoughts will flow. Okay, yeah. Yeah. and then the thoughts will flow, and the thoughts will flow. But if you dissolve that compounded energy, you won't have any thought when you see that person. Mm. So at an energetic and a physiological level, you're dissolving the belief patterns in your mind by allowing them not to be fed by the compounded energy. Mm. So that's where, it, so that's what clarity is for me. Every time you do that and talk about compounded energy, I can't stop thinking about bodybuilders thing. What? <laughs> what is she on about? What is she on about? <laughs> compounded energy over here. <laughs> and so yeah, well, it's 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 interesting. We can build muscle, and we can we can add more protein, and we can build muscle uh, while having a um, fluid energy field. Mm. We can do that. That's a that that's possible. Um, but for us to have clarity in our mind, we have to allow the free flowing energy to flow through our body without mm. any stimuli. For our mind to yeah. be able to respond or react to, and so that for me is clarity. It's mm. someone being able to someone being able to dissolve mm. those those compounded experiences in their body, yeah. whatever they were, and then you know it's an active process not to create anymore as well. Mm. 
So once you've dissolved them, we still have to live. Yep. So going out into the world and having conversations, we have to stop clinging or being clinging to a scenario. You get a present. Oh, it's so joyous. And, and oh my God, I want it. I love it so much. Yep. And then you lose it and then you cry. Yep. And it's like we just, the reason for suffering was because we lost something that we clung to. Yep. You know, and so when we lose something again, we're going to have that compound and energy that triggers that emotional feeling and then yeah. that thought, you know. Yeah. So this is this is why um, for me, clarity is a big thing and, and that's where I'm progressively working toward. You know, yeah. it's it, yes, it is on the journey to uh, for, so to speak, enlightenment, mm. if you may have heard of yeah. enlightenment before. Yeah. Um, but for me, clarity is internal, mental, emotional, physical and energetical clarity, just being completely... Um, fluid in in who I am. Like Bruce Lee said, be like water. Be like water. (laughs) That's very interesting and a very, very, uh, I guess, deep perspective on it. I was more thinking when you said clarity uh, about being clear on what your business stands for and what you want to do in your life. Mm. Um, I'll drop a book on you. Okay. Start start with why. Yes, I just bought that book a few days ago. <laughs> I've heard it's Simon great. Sinek. Have you read it? It's amazing. Yeah, okay. I re- I I listened to it. Okay, great. Yeah, um, and so he talks about you know the entire book and he, sh- uh, shares a lot of references to, you know, entrepreneurs and businesses, uh, including Version and you know Richard Branson and many many other businesses where they made leaps and bounds because they were absolutely clear on why they mm. were doing it. The, the, the whole, and why is like your vision, your mission yeah. and all this stuff, but it's why are we doing this? Why are we, like, and, and making sure that every single person in the organization understands why we're doing it. Mm. Um, and I'm not going to spoil more of the book because you're going to, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But <laughs> like he just shows like even in some industries like the automotive industry where and even the airlines how, you know, same companies, like two companies doing the same exact, same marketing strategy, same, you know, way of advertising, same uh, business model. Everything is the same. But one was very clear about why they're doing it. Yeah. And why they're doing what they're doing. And the other one wasn't, and how you know one took off, and the other one just collapsed. Um, and so, going back to clarity, I think for me, that was a really, really interesting perspective on it. And I think talking about the entrepreneurs and individual and how to improve yourself, that really talks to that point. Mm. The flip side to that is okay, or the other side to that is how how do you take that? clarity on a on a physiological level like you described and also take it to being very very clear about your mission and your organization's mission yeah yeah for sure definitely um bringing it into business context um away from the entrepreneur's personal journey and and how it like you mentioned before how Mm. it cascades into a business and is definitely through the person, yeah. the, the business vision, mission and values yeah. of the organization. And um, I bring it back again to the workshop 
yep. that Jack DeLosa runs. And if you know the entourage, you know the Vision Mission Valley is workshop yep. that Jack runs. It's yep. an amazing day. People have said that it's bring them so much value yep. to and so you know, just really getting clarity on what you do, why you do it and who you serve. Yep. Um, and how you do it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that workshop's absolutely amazing. I'm yep. thinking back to it now yep. and it's just, um, it's brought me much clarity to my business yep. um, to network well. Yep. Um, not just because it's helped me get clear on who we serve and how we serve people, but it actually is, it's getting concise enough mm. so that when I share it with someone else, they yep. understand it. Yeah. Right. Because we can have, you know, these amazing visions of what we want to do and how we want to help people. But when we try and communicate it to someone, it may not be conveyed in a way that they understand. Mm. And so getting really concise um, is a great way to be able to convey your your vision so it can cascade in your organization and be taken uh, beyond you because – being an entrepreneur isn't just about being able to serve the people for yourself because then you'd be doing everything. Yep. It's about being able to, to to get a group of people along on the journey with you to yep. be able to drive that that yep. that that mission forward. Yep. And so Jack Delosa has some amazing questions that to ask any right. entrepreneur about their business vision, mission and values yep. in order for it to be really concise. He asks four or five different questions for both mm. a vision, mission and values. And these questions allow us to think about specific things that we're doing and why we're doing them and who mm. we're serving. And then what happens is at the end of the workshop, brings it all together mm. so we can actually completely craft our concise vision mission and values and without that an on an on we can be a successful business but we may not be able to communicate exactly what we're here for mm. and the people w- that work for us may not be able to communicate yep. exactly what we're here for it's the difference between good and great <laughs> exactly so we're wrapping up so i'd love for you to share with us a few things about network well sure and uh, what you've been up to and where do you see it going? Sure. And how can people get in touch with you if they want to be part of it? Great. Um, so Network World is part of two things. I mentioned earlier, Napoleon Hill, the collective mastermind. So Network World has been, is a wellness consultancy that's been developed off the back of um, wellness professionals collaborating on um, specific methods and models yep. that, um, that, that help people improve their well-being. Yep. Okay. So, um, research rich. Yep. Simple models yep. to implement in our personal lives yep. Yep. in order to get to work towards optimal well being. Yep. Whether it's your mental health, whether it's your emotional health, whether it's your physical health. Mm-hmm. Those three areas um, are the three elements of wellness. Yep. You have eight dimensions of well being. Yep. yep. Financial, social, emotional, social. Oh, emotional, physical, etc., etc. Yeah, how happy your belly is. <laughs> how happy our belly is. Yes. So you know, physical health definitely is a big part. Our gut health, mm. um, and so network well encompasses a holistic approach yep. to well-being because yep. what we found is there's there's many ways in the industry 
of developing our well-being. We can see a yep. chiropractor, we can see a, a therapist, we can see a nutritionist, we can see a kinesiologist, we can see a meditation practitioner, we can see a yoga instructor. There's so many ways of developing yep. well-being nowadays, which is yep. great because we've yep. got so much variety. But sometimes what we want is to be able to simply improve our well-being. Mm. You know, most of the time we want yep. a, a simple and easy process to go through that that works on all areas of well-being. So it's mm. an individualized approach at developing a person's well-being through awesome. Network Well. Um, we have a corporate workshop where we provide a corporate setting for employees to be able to develop their well-being. As we know, well-being has a, a positive correlation to employee satisfaction and engagement, yeah. productivity, etc. So it's within best interest of any corporate organization to invest in the well-being of their people. Yeah. We've just spoke about how an entrepreneur, yeah. uh, their well-being and their mindset improves yeah. the quality of of the work that they produce so yep. can you imagine what that yep. does for their employees so that's network well as a yep. corporate organization we have an online program yep. which is for individuals to develop their well-being yep. um this is also supported through coaching yep so sandra Livewell is yep. my coaching um wellness expert title so awesome. um yeah personally uh i can um if you're just typing www.networkwell.org, you'll find the corporate and uh, individual workplace uh, yep. wellness organization available to people to access and book into some time. Or if you um, have a look at um, Sandra, you can find Sandra Livewell under coaching there. And yep. then that will be my personal program, which is called the Journey to Wellness. Yep. And the Journey to Wellness has a tribe of um, and community of uh, well a community of members yep. who work on their well-being through the program. Mm. And so um, I also provide my support on an ongoing basis to all of those members to help them on with their well-being. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for being part of the Ronnie Science Show. I'm glad to be here. Glad. It was great. Thank you so much. A lot of cool and interesting and um, value-adding um, topics and tips and tricks that was really cool i enjoyed it thank, thank you. you i appreciate it